Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words. Hello, and welcome to Mark My Words. I've got Shaz Nawaz here, who is a, a local Peterborough celebrity um, involved in, uh, he's predominantly an accountant, he's involved in politics, uh, he's got loads of business experience, uh, and we're going to have a sort of freestyle podcast where we uh, where we just uh, chew the fat and discuss what's happening in, in property and business and maybe a bit of political banter as well. So, Shaz, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Mark. Pleasure. So, Shaz, um, tell me, what, give me some ideas in terms of what you're doing at the moment in terms of, uh, you know, property and your, your business. What, what's some sort of tickling you at the moment? There's plenty going on. i just about to finish the build of five two-bedroom flats. Uh, that should be done in about three weeks' time. Great. Whereabouts, nice roughly? Tidy tell. project. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, off the triangle. Uh, in Peterborough, in yeah, Peterborough. yeah, okay, great, yeah, in Peterborough. Uh, a nice little tidy project. Yeah, uh, bought the land, obtained planning, and then we've built the flats. Nice. Uh, so that's just about to complete. You're going to sell them? We're going to sell them. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, other than that, uh, I bought uh, a building, no money down. Yeah. Uh, in Boston. Oh, nice. Uh, for three hundred ninety-five thousand pounds. Yeah. Had planning for eighteen flats. Yeah. Uh, six two bedroom and 12 one bedroom yeah uh, we were able to get uh squeezing a couple of more flats yeah. i say a couple of more three more in fact yeah. uh we're up to 21 now it was a commercial building commercial building why was it no money down it was no money down for me because i, I had an investor. investor yeah yeah he put some of the money great and then we we got a private f- funder yeah for the rest of it. No, oh, you can't do it. no money down though, Shaz. It doesn't work. But obviously it does for you. Well, yeah, you that's go. what I used to think many years ago yeah. until I met you, Mark. And then, oh, hold on a moment. This is, yeah. this is too good to be true. Well, too let, good let me, to be true. Let me try it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's well. worked. It has worked. Good. Uh, and uh, that's cost us £450,000 to refurbish yeah. or redevelop. Yeah. Uh, and then utilities are about 70000 or thereabouts. Yeah. So call it. 520 yeah. and the GDV on that is around about 1.9 million. Mm. All right. So, so some good. nice chunky profits. Chunky profits and that's just about to complete. Yeah. Uh as well the contractors promised us by by the end, end of the year uh, it's probably going to go into January. Uh, but well, if he's not almost finished now, then uh, he, he he's about 90 percent of the way there. Is he? In, in yeah, fairness. he's yeah. doing a good. He's been a good lad. He's been, been a good been boy. A, he's been a very good lad. Has he? Very good lad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's yeah. one to keep. Shaz. He is one to keep. Yeah, so yeah. I said, sign this contract yeah. here. You're doing all, all work for me and me yeah. only. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, and then I think you and I talked about previously the New England Club. Yes. Uh, so that's a commercial building. We that's had, a conversion. We had to uh, apply yeah. for planning. Six one-bedroom flats, six yeah. two-bedroom flats. That yeah. worked really well from yeah. a tax point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, asbestos, so we claimed yeah. land remediation. Land remediation, capital allowances. Capital allowances. Yeah, slab. Yeah, 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 that as well. Plus, on top of that, uh, where it, it, it was a partnership business, yeah. moving into a limited company. Mm-hmm. So we get an uplift in the base cost of, of the price. So you... You've done that at the end, have you? You've developed yes. it in a partnership. No, yet to be developed. Yet to be developed, but halfway through, you're going to move into an LLP or a partnership. 
We've already moved it into a limited company. Yeah, so it, are you going to claim incorporation relief? That's right, because mm-hmm. we're holding on to it. And then you're going to keep it. Keep it. So you've rebased it. So if you sell it in the future, you're not going to have to pay as much capital gains tax. Although it'll be corporation tax, but but the but the uh, the profit will be reduced on paper. Yeah. Because the purchase price has gone up, which is called obviously the rebasing of the base cost. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So and then it'll be in a limited company. So you're not going to have issues of Section Twenty One, etc. Yep, but the other beauty also... Section 24, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the other beauty uh, is that because we moved it into a limited company, yeah. if we were to sell it, yeah. we'd only pay corporation tax, recycle the rest of the cash into future projects. Yeah. Whereas if we'd kept it in a partnership, we'd have to pay 45% tax because we're all additional rate taxpayers. Of course. So that's another cash flow benefit mm. if if and when we sell it, which, which we don't intend to by the yeah. way. Yeah. Plus, uh, is the whole freehold going into the limited company? Or? Yes, it is, it is, yeah. Yeah. Keeping it so the capital allowances have to be sort of transferred across. Yes. Um, it's quite nice claiming them in an LP, isn't it, against 40, 45%, but we can't have our cake and eat it all of the time. Well, we, w- what we could do is, yeah. uh, I know we're not here to talk about tax today, but we might as well <laughs> yeah, while we'll I'm here. To it. Is we, yeah. You can also have a, a hybrid structure where you, yeah. where you have an LLP, for example, or a partnership yeah. and a, a limited company as a yeah. corporate partner. Yeah. And then you can structure it as such as the capital allowances are claimed by the LLP yeah. and some of the other expenses and costs are burdened by the... Limited or borne by the limited company, mm. and you you get to take some of the money out tax-free. Mm. Complicated. We'll probably do that on a, another podcast because that probably needs about 45 minutes to explain. I'm really interested in that. Yeah. Um, I, I've always been sort of in the back of my mind, I thought, can't do that because they brought all these rules in about corporate members within LLPs, but it sounds like you found a way around that to make There it are work. those rules when yeah. pe- people were setting up partnerships and then yeah. every single shareholder director had their own limited company on top and they were yes. using the rules by taking their own salary yeah. up into the corporate partner. Yeah. We're not doing that here whatsoever. So there's no profit extraction normal, as such. Yeah. This is just a different type of, this is a different way of using the rules yeah. without looking at profit extraction. It's more about the uh, expenditure. So it's because it's not profit extraction and not taking dividends out or uh, yeah. drawings, yeah. You're, this is just about offsetting losses yeah therefore you've not got the same issues exactly i because, didn't realize that because remember previously yeah there was no tax to pay on dividends yeah until you used up your basic rate yeah and that's why people used to have a corporate partner so they yeah. used to move all the money in there yeah. and take it out as a dividend yeah and get a tax advantage yeah that's why those rules came in back in 2014 mm. so that's so that's the new england club and we're going to make a chunky bit of profit there as well, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Well, nothing, of... like, nothing like the Marks and Spencer building, oh, by the way. No, nothing Shaz, like that. Shaz, you, yeah. you, you flatter. You flatter. <laughs> not One to day. deceive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so... Um, I'm not yeah, finished yet. Of, I'm not what, finished yet. Go on. What yeah. sort of numbers are, 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 am I allowed to know? We're well into six figures. Are we into... Oh, yeah, yeah six yeah. figures. Yeah, six yeah, figures, yeah, yeah. Well into, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You could buy it. A couple of Lamborghinis quite easily, oh, Mark. God. Let's well, put it that way, shall we? I wouldn't want to. I want to. <laughs> and uh, a Ferrari Testarossa. Yeah, more, more of a 911 yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's my favourite car, believe it or not. Yeah, I used to have a 911 Turbo, probably the best car I've ever had. And you know, I've had some nice I cars. I remember you like mentioning yourself. that. Yeah. yeah. I Actually, I my heater blow has just broken again for something like the third winter. So I'm probably a little bit annoyed. But I am, I'm, I'm keen. I've had mine now. 
I think four and a half years and, you know, it's, I don't know, seven years old or whatever. And I'm keen to get a 992. And um, yeah. I, do you know what? I was looking over the weekend at a, a gate grey um, 992 nice. Carrera 2S's Cabriolet. Um, I just, they're the thing. They do everything. They are nice, so they? They're so reliable, aren't they? Well, generally, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. My one was, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. Oh, it causes 10 times less grief than that Lamborghini. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I am keen. Yeah. yeah, don't blame you. Yeah. So that's the New England club. Yeah. Uh, I'm just about to complete a deal uh, in Leicester. Bought some land with planning. Yeah. Uh, Seven-story uh, building. Residential. Uh, student accommodation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 37 units. Mm. Uh, and that's a pretty good one as well. And we might be able to go up a story or two more. as well. Up, up, uh, up a floor or two. So that's all about the planning consultant. That's all about the planning consultant. The offices. I've, I've got a good... Yeah. Inkling that, yeah. that that might happen. Yeah. Uh, so that, and it's right near the city centre. Yeah. Not too far away from. Uh, yeah, I like doing stuff. Leicester like that. University. Yeah. So that works yeah. incredibly well. Yeah. Uh, so that that's something for the new year. Do they need a lot of beds there? Are they still growing? I I think that like Nottingham. I think there's good demand there because you've yeah. got demand for the university. Yeah. You've got Leicester University, mm. uh, and then you've got their college. So. Mm. Leicester's a, uh, uh, I think it's a good place to invest. I've heard in Nottingham they need several hundred or thousand beds. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Leicester's the same for student stuff. So Pretty still much it growing, is. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Peterborough, I I mean, I saw in the um, local paper, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, this new university, they're talking about um, f- for the first, something like almost or a very small number of students are going to be residential. They're just going to be based in businesses and also... Some, for something like the first 10 years, they're not going to be looking to attract any students from outside the town. I don't think that's... Is that not right? I don't think that's factually correct because uh, the whole idea is to start it off slowly yeah. and then within Get three or four years, yeah. start marketing it to people outside That's got to be city. the way forward, hasn't it? It's got to be a balance. We've got to, we've got to, to serve, grow this city. And, we have and, to serve local people as well. Yeah. But at the same time, open it up to others because yeah. uh, there's... There's a few different advantages uh, Peterborough has uh, in, in terms of specialising in a particular niche, if I can call it that. It's technical, isn't it? Is it uh, engineering and that sort of thing? That well, if I have my way yeah. and if I come back in May yeah. and we, we have a yeah, conversation yeah. about uh, where we are yeah. uh, in terms of who's controlling <laughs> uh, the council in Peterborough, if I have it my way, I would say we have a university which is committed to digital transformation, mm. artificial intelligence. Well, surely. That type of stuff, because yeah. that's, that, that's where we need well, to be. Clever people. You want to you start in, uh, of course, you've got to help local people. In addition, though, you want to import a load of brainy people. And keep them who, here. Yeah, and then and then keep them here afterwards once they finish. finished. And Peterborough's a gig yeah. city. Yeah. So we've got super fast broadband, as you know. Yeah. So why wouldn't you have a university and then attract large employers to come into the city? Artificial and, intelligence. And, and say, we've got the the, yeah. the really whiz kids here who are just coming out of university who know all this stuff here. Because large corporates, as you'll probably know from experience, they struggle to find talent. Yeah. And we got, do. Yeah. We do. We do a, a, yeah. a, a small business. And if you can, if you can right. drag them in and then that improves, you know, the economy, improves the schools, then this whole Lift cycle gets lifted. Well, you create a yeah. circular economy, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so th- watch this space, uh, mm. and if I have anything to do with it in the near future, mm. which hopefully I will, uh, will uh, make sure Peter has a university, which is which is different. It, you know, we can't compete with Cambridge, which is down the road. We can't compete with Leicester University, 
Nottingham University, for example, Loughborough, mm, they're uh, good. which are all close by, and they're yeah, good, aren't they? They are. They are. Good. I remember when I, you know, yeah. I finished did yeah. my A levels, and you know, I ended up in in Bristol at UE. But God, I wanted to go to Loughborough or Nottingham or one of those, and they they're bloody good. But yeah. if we if we specialise in a particular niche, a bit like the Lincoln. others can't do. Lincoln, okay, Lincoln's doing right because they actually Lincoln's a good Journalism. example, isn't it? Because it sort of was a smaller, you know. Red, well, not red brick. It's sort of ex poly, and and it's developed itself into a niche. Nice, yeah. Into it's come from somewhere exactly. similar to Peterborough. It hasn't always been that brilliant red brick. No, and still isn't. But, and you know, so if we have a, a particular specialism, yeah, that is in demand, especially artificial intelligence or digital transformation. Grow that. I think we'll have a good uh, niche which yeah. will be in demand. Mm. So that's watch this space. So I'll, I'll just finish off the, the student stuff you're doing in Leicester. The, the, yeah, that's in Leicester. Uh, we should, well, I say we should. As you know, with conveyances, it, it takes forever. But we should complete. I'm hoping by the end of January, worst case February, and then s- start work on it. Mm. Alongside that, uh, I've agreed to buy a piece of land not too far away from Peterborough. Yeah, with planning. Yeah, for twelve houses. Nice. That's very very nice. Purchase price of one point one million. Mm-hmm. Uh, development costs of 1.4 million mm. plus 300,000 pounds on the road mm. uh, because we're buying it off a farmer and he wants us to do up the road, which gives us access. Okay. It also gives him access. So it's so part of the deal, sweetens 1. it up for him. 1.7 million. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and GDV of 4.5. Mm. So that's, that, that's a good 1.7 million pounds. Yeah, that's good. So you got your bill costs worked out. So I'm I'm kind of edging towards the marks and sparks. Yeah, I'll come off it. Profit figures, mark one of these days. But you've already outlined. (laughs) You've already outlined more stuff than that. And so we've we've got that happening. Yeah. Uh, And that's keeping me busy. Then I've got some something else coming up in Fletton Keys, which you might have seen the old mill. Do you know? I had a a little look at that last week. It's on the water. I haven't bid on it. I probably won't bid on it, but it looks it looks interesting. It's not workable, uh, and I think, and I hope your listeners would benefit from this conversation yeah. because they're selling the mill with the yeah. piece of land. Seen that land on the yeah. land, you can get planning for about twenty eight units, yeah, plus or minus yeah. a few geological issues with the river. That might might be a slight concern, but I think yeah. what the big concern is, it's going to cost a lot of money to redevelop the mill. Why so the mill has a Negative value, yeah. I'd say, of around about half a million pounds, if not more. Yeah. Uh, because it's a, a, a building of local interest, so you can't change it from outside. If you go in the building, the first two floors are really low. You can just about get in there because mm. the, the the ground floor. So you have to change the floors for, for, for storage. Change the floor, but that's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the council we would. Uh, thinking of changing it into an art centre. That's obviously why they want to... Four million pounds it was oh, going to cost to convert. That's obviously why they, they want to sell it. Um, so really, it's going to need somebody who's got you know pretty heavy construction background, I would have thought. And it, I, I think it yeah. needs a specialist. So yeah. uh, it, it's up for half a million pounds. Yeah. The land, okay... Up for uh, half a million with the land or without? With the land. Yeah. The land on its own, I think, Mark, is probably worth a, a million pounds. Yeah. The mill is bringing the value down. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So same old, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's, yeah. Uh, so what are you thinking? You, uh, I'm thinking it's not workable for me because no. it's a specialist job. Like you said, there could be issues with geology, yeah. piling, 
With a will be all that. That's that's the river's the bit that put me off. And and I, I if I'm honest. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. Of course, I've got plenty on at the moment, but I just thought, and, and maybe I shouldn't think like this, lots of people have told me about it, and as soon as that happens, I just become really yeah. disinterested. Yeah. Because I just think the best deals that I've done have just been the ones that didn't really look like a deal and no one was interested in, and I just stayed on it, and then after about a year, I made it work. See what I mean? Um, so I'll probably let a load of people bid on it and then it not work, and you know, maybe I'll make, yeah, have a look when I've got a bit more time in in a year if it hasn't and if not then I'll just crack on with the other stuff I'll tell you, you know? what I think somebody from outside Peterborough is going to buy it somebody who perhaps doesn't have the ex- well you either. know what they do yeah. they always come in they go oh that's cheap yeah. and they go oh this is the bill cost and they always under egg their bill cost and then they go well fuck it, the values can't be that and they'll look at Flett and Keys next to them and they go oh they're all selling for 300 a foot but that's too cheap can't be right it's whatever and um, and then they'll finish it they won't get anything like Flett and Keys because obviously you can see they're new, they're, they're nice, there's huge glazing and all the rest of it. Uh, and they'll also uh, have probably estimated that they're going to get even more than that because they don't really get Peterborough and they'll end up making a loss. And that, that happens a lot, it doesn't does, it? Doesn't it? It, does. it does. Especially when, yeah. it, when investors are coming from down south where they think, oh, yeah, you can't buy a two-bedroom flat yeah. for £500,000 yeah, where yeah, I'm from. All that. And all that type of stuff, which, which, is, which, which is right, but this is a different area. So you've got to apply local pricing to this yeah. and not where you're from, if that makes sense. It absolutely does make sense because I see it all the time. In fact, I could make name three office conversions in the middle of town where exactly that's happened with a load of... Yeah. And they're always from London. And they've usually go. got too much money. Yeah. yeah. And the agents just put their hands they together. Lap it up, lap it it. up. Yeah. This is made for you. Yeah. So again, yeah, I, I think the value in this conversation here is Make sure you do your homework. Make sure you do your due diligence. Mm. Don't get too emotional or passionate about the deal. Okay, Look at the numbers. And if the numbers don't work, walk away. Absolutely. Something else will come by. There's plenty of deals out there. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've said no to three or four in the last six to eight weeks. Yeah. Because I've got so much going on yeah. right now. Uh, a you, bit like yourself. So. You want to keep looking and keep bidding. I'm probably a bit guilty of not doing that when I've got plenty on. But um, you just probably need to keep bidding low. And then eventually some of them come back. Of course they do. Yeah. Of course they do. But, um, yeah, I do. I get I get so entrenched in what I'm doing. I think, oh, I don't want to take any more on at the moment. Yeah, but yeah. as you know, some of these deals are really slow burns. Yeah, they so are. So you got to start like a year to yeah. 18 months before yeah. and then just keep chipping away slowly, slowly, slowly. And then eventually they become more negotiable. Perseverance, then. isn't it? It works. Yeah, yeah, it is. Simple as that. Oh, all the best ones I've had have 
taken a year, 18 months of chipping away. And then all of a sudden, the vendor goes, I've had enough. Uh, all right, go back to him and tell him yes. Yeah. And suddenly it works. Well, I'm not finished yet with my Carry property on. deals. Carry on. Okay. This uh, sounds like you're the, you know, the, the the local sort of the main house builder in Peterborough at the moment, Shaz. <laughs> That's how uh, it sounds. But This that... is Persimmon, Barrett, <laughs> Taylor. All, all into all in, one. All into one. You're yeah. going to be... Providing the local, you know, the local plan with all its housing need for the next ten years, by the sounds of it. Can, can I wish carry on? I would love to do that for Peterborough. Single-handedly. Single-handedly. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, you can help me out if you want. You know. Well, it's not a bad thing, is it? I mean, it's, it's bloody, it's bloody it, good. It, it's providing important. helping it's the council with their numbers. It's, yeah. it's important. Yeah. Uh, as you know, uh, I have an option agreement on on a piece of land, twelve and a half acres in Grantham. Yeah, uh, where Savills were acting for me, uh, and uh, I've spent the best part of two hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Yeah, and the planning didn't go through. We went to the mm. planning inspectorate, and they turned it down. Mm. Uh, so we're still working on that, trying to redesign the scheme. Yeah, uh, and I guess the point of sharing that that with your listeners is not everything goes your way. No. Sometimes stuff goes wrong. Yeah, uh, and if I look back, why did it go wrong? Well, two reasons. First, I got excited. I thought, what, yeah. 12 and a half acres, we can build yeah. a load of houses yeah, yeah. here. This is going to, you know, yeah. uh, and uh, make everybody a lot of money yeah. and serve the local community. And secondly, I thought, oh, well, Savills are acting for me. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Mm. Savills are the best in the business. So I got a bit excited yeah. by the big name as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I've kind of ended up where I've ended up. But I think we can still make it work. Yeah. We can still make it work. And it, I suppose with that also, it's about, you know, protecting the downside. Um Maybe, you know, making sure you've got control and, you know, ownership before you spend loads of money, uh, unless you've got a really sort of long option period and, and all the rest of it. Um, and, and sort of looking at where maybe the balance of risk is, you know, is it, I mean, it's easy for planning consultants and Savills and professionals and all that, just take the fees, but they're not, they're not got a, they've got a vested interest in taking fees rather than making it work. Yeah, and I it? have that, I have that on loads of sites, Absolutely. professionals just, well, charging away and it doesn't matter whether it works or not where, so it, then, where it kind of blurred my thought process is Savills were willing to do a no win no fee basis yeah but then makes... being an accountant I said well what if I pay you yeah. a fixed fee yeah. it was half the uh, amount compared to the no win no fee yeah. looking back now I should, should have gone have done for the it. no win no fee I mm. paid them double yeah. but the accountant said well hold a minute you're going to save you yeah, yeah. they're doing a no win no fee therefore yeah. they obviously know something I don't yeah they are so confident. Mm. Pay them. Uh, uh, the that could be part of their marketing. Fee. Pay the fixed fee. It could mm. be good. Then uh, could looking be. back now. Yeah. Uh, so I paid the fixed fee. Uh, but as you know, Mark, not everything sticks. And being property investors, entrepreneurs, call it what you like. Uh, sometimes it's those hard lessons as well, which force us to think differently. Mm. A bit like what David McCord was talking about last uh, week when I was with him and Rob. Yeah. In, uh, London is got to think differently and try and find a different solution to the same problem mm. but, but by, by having a different perspective. Yeah. And we only do that once we're kind of either forced to look at things differently or when we don't have any other option. Yeah. Otherwise, you kind of become comfortable and everything's working okay and a bit like where, where you and I are to some extent. Well, we don't need to look at more deals. We've got a few deals going on. Well, why do I want to... You be, don't push the boundaries, you know do you? Yeah, you be, You've got to push you, the boundaries. You get in your, in your comfort zone. So yeah. So that deal is taking me outside of my, my comfort zone, yeah. which is good. Unless you're making mistakes. Um, and to some extent, if it's new and a new area, Alfie, was, Alfie Best was mentioning this week, this last week when we're having lunch, 
He's gone to Barbados. He's buying a load of stuff there. He didn't, he, you know, before, a few years ago, he'd bought nothing there. And I said, how do you get your head around, you know, all the new legals and all the fight? And he just looked at me, he goes, you've got to pay the idiot tax. And I said, oh, I, I, yeah, I describe that as your entrance fee. Yeah. And that is what bloody happens. Yeah. You've got to go and waste some money paying the idiot tax to learn what does work, what doesn't work. And when you go into a new market or as you're doing into a new sort of style uh, or niche of property investment or development, uh, great if you can try and control it a bit. Um, but it's just, that's the reality. And if you don't do that, you don't move forward. You've got to make those mistakes, haven't you? Absolutely. And then uh, the last one which I'm working on is I bought a piece of land, uh, 11.8 acres in Lincolnshire. Yeah. Applied for planning. Uh, the, the planning didn't go through but when the council came back, uh, they made it very clear in their reasoning that this was an isolated location. And this is the beauty, by the way, Mark, of using a good planning consultant. No, they're worth their way. My, my planning yeah. consultant, hold yeah. a moment, you can't get planning yeah. here, but they are saying this is an isolated location. So paragraph 79 applies. And paragraph 79, in a nutshell, uh, basically, uh, are the types of homes you see on grand designs, those big yeah, houses. Yeah, okay. So I am now putting everything together to do one of those. To do one of those, so oh, I can right. I can live in it. Ah, in, in, okay. I don't think I'll, I'll share the uh, drawings with yeah. you, have I? I'll, no, I'll email them. To you. Really, it's really cool. You know, also if you're going to live in it, my understanding is you can get round. I think it's sell. Don't think you have to pay it. No. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've sort of used that one, but I, I've had a couple of people say that to me recently. My boss has not brought it up as in no. he hasn't said, I'm, I, I need to pay still. Yeah. Uh, so so there, isn't, there isn't. I say barrister, sort of the guy I'm using is, is a planning barrister. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Da uh, David. No, another one. Another one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would look at that. But if you haven't got a penny, not an issue, is it? Yes. Yeah. So, so, again, that turned from a piece of land without planning, and I've turned it into something special. And different, so it, it it's kind of reinvention in a different way, if that makes sense. Yeah. So again, thinking of uh, solutions outside the box, mm. which has got to be the way forward, especially in the current climate. I think with how things are, and how thing how are things? What's going to happen on Thursday, Shaz? Well, if I knew that, <laughs> I'd be a very rich man, uh, Mark. Yeah. As things are at the moment, yeah. Looking at what the polls are, yeah. are telling us. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a hung parliament, doesn't it? Is that right? Is that is that what the polls are saying? I, I mean, I was watching uh, Andrew Marr yesterday. So was I. Yeah, yeah and they, they've got that, that guy on there. He, they always wheel him out, don't they? The pollster. I, look, they were all wrong last time. I don't know how right or wrong he was, but he thought 345 seats, Conservatives work in majority. But maybe not. Well... We'll they only we... need, there's, I say, they whichever party gets it, yeah. they only need 326 seats. It's 326, is it? 326. That's the majority. Former government, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Okay. So we're... Friday morning. Is it announced Thursday night? Uh, no, Friday morning. No, Pen Friday uh, morning, three, four o'clock. If you want, but to they stay don't up. all need to declare, do they? They don't all need because at some point it's obvious. You get a good inkling at about yeah. three, four in the morning. Three. So Friday morning. Friday morning, maybe. yeah. But <laughs> we know whether to emigrate Friday morning or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be that bad. Labour are going to transform the country, as you know, uh, Mark. Uh, and and again, that's going to present some good opportunities for you to build. How can I do things differently to deliver more housing stock potentially to housing associations? 
Do you think that's the opportunity? No, I think housing. What's it going to be? I Councils. Think, I think housing associations, to some extent, uh, are, are going they'll to be, be a thing of the past. Yeah. Uh, so you'll see more councils. You think they'll diminish owning their yeah. own stock, which I think is a fantastic thing. Yeah. Yeah, because well, I suppose then the profit goes back into the council and they can pay for services. Exactly. Which is better than. I mean, where is the where? I don't with housing associations. I've never quite known where the line is between whether they're sort of charity, not for profit, and uh, you know, and sort of profit making organisations. When they make money, where does the profit go? Do you know? I think they're supposed to. I mean, I'm, I'm supposed to reinvest it. Reinvest it. So therefore, surely the results should be sort of good and the same. They no? should, but. I can talk about Peterborough and yeah. some of the surrounding local authorities. Most of the housing associations have failed to build enough homes. Because That's not, why we have the problem that we have. It's too easy for them just to... Because it's all they self-perpetuating, isn't comfortable. it? They get all the rent coming just, in. It's not a problem, exactly, is it? Exactly, and they just do what they need to do. Yeah. Or, well, why would they? Why would you, why would you do extra? Why would you get stressed and yeah. create more risk for yourself? Yeah. when? Yeah. Where, whereas the council has a statutory duty to provide to accommodation provide to somebody a, who becomes homeless. Yeah. Housing associations don't. No. And this is why I think the, council, the, the local authorities and the councils should control that themselves and build their own stock. There must be so much pressure on these councils now with, you know, la- obviously lack of revenue, but all yeah, these other competing forces for cash. Big um, time, big and time, it's yeah. Just, and, it, and it's difficult. Yeah, of course it is. But it'd be good if we could supply some of it, but it... I don't know, it all seems so complicated. And then you just think, oh, I'll just build another block and you know put it out for private rent because i know how to do it and it seems simpler and the the the, the pathway seems yeah. simpler and I, I wonder if government could i don't know incentivize us to provide housing stock for councils uh and make it a simpler process so that we know we're actually gonna you know i was talking to an uh architect yesterday spanish guy uh office based in london uh, and they've just gone into mumbai now in india uh, to set up an office and he said they're getting clients building from 50 to 250, 300 homes. And the planning application takes between four to eight weeks. Actually takes four does to it? eight weeks. Oh, I thought, hold on a moment. How the hell does Here, that work? we yeah. take six, six months oh, to build it. Two yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Said, he said it's a different mindset there. Yeah. They so want to on. grant planning permission to people mm. so they can crack on and improve the locality. I don't, Alfie was talking about this last week. I don't really get why... We're, is it all the NIMBYs and all the opposition groups? What is it? Why is it always the presumption is no? Now try and persuade us why it's a yes. Well, I think partly uh, you've got to work with the local plan mark, but yeah. uh, above and beyond that, there's so many different departments involved. You've got highways here, environment mm, here, consultees. Con- yeah, consultees, the whole yeah. thing. Okay. Uh, and uh, unless you're able to you're able to build a good story. Mm. Always work with the officers, by the mm. way. So I've sat on the planning committee oh, in the I past. Do. I, I know how that works. I try and do what they say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Work with the officers yeah. uh, and they'll help and guide you where they can. You've got to be patient because it's not going to happen in six to eight weeks' time. And, it's just, and that's just a complete that, yeah, nonsense, yeah, 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 yeah. that is. That's yeah. fantasy, by the yeah, way. Complete yeah, that, fantasy. Yeah, I don't think I've, I've managed to do any of them inside six months and most are a year or more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the reality. So work yeah. work with them. Build a story of why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Because uh, that story does make a big difference. Because yeah. uh, when I was on the planning committee, uh, when an appellant used to come in uh, and uh, say, you know, why they should be granted planning, sometimes we used to go against the advice of the officers. 
because the story of why something's happening was strong. Was, was so strong and yeah. partly emotional, partly yeah. logical, where you thought Soci- this benefit makes good to sense. society, benefit yeah. to society, or yeah. what they're doing, or benefit to their own family or their yeah. elderly parents, that type of stuff. Yeah. That that sways the planning committee to some extent, hey, mm. but it has done because uh, I've uh, uh, seen that happen on a, two or three occasions. Interesting. Uh, but but you got to build that story and kind of. Build a connection, mm. not just file your application and say, right. okay, "Hey, here you go, council. See you later." Yeah, yeah. Now, officers want to work with you, mm. and most officers are are good people in my experience. Yeah. Uh, so if you approach them, talk to them, work with them, address their concerns, more often than not, they want to see planning applications to go through because there's no incentive for them to block yeah. stuff, but they, they they need to make sure all the boxes are ticked and everything is is in line with policy. Yeah, of course they do, and um, I I get I see that when you know. They've got a load of competing uh, sort of interests and, and things that they've got to satisfy. And it must be a bit like, a, I don't know, a bit of a tightrope they're walking, you know. So sort of accountancy, tax, any any new stuff which you can see coming? Um, we were talking about the slab, uh, the 2%. Uh, I think last week we had a chat about that. You yeah, can claim 2% a year on the structure. Over 50 years. Yeah. Over 50 years, depreciate that down. 2% um, The land remediation relief on... Removal of asbestos, Japanese knotweed uh, contamination. Yeah, any oil, that type of stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's petrol station, that type of stuff. One hundred fifty percent of the cost can go against. Yeah, only corporation tax, only in limited right. company. In only in limited yeah. company, right? And then obviously on buildings, your capital allowances about twenty percent of the purchase price. Which is big, but it depends on the on the building really, because sometimes it could be. 25, 30, 35%, you know, if, if you're buying... I'd 30% on a retail building. Certain buildings, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it depends how well kitted out they are. The plant and machinery. Yeah, it could be massive. Yeah. So on the New England Club, it was 25% for us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there, it's a, just a normal commercial building, mm-hmm. but it, because uh, it also had a pub in it, Yeah. there was quite a bit there mm. from... Uh, that side, yeah. which helped us, yeah, and uh, then you get another about twenty percent on the communal areas, that's the right. bits between the flats. So yeah. all the plant and machinery, boilers and signage and up. doors, and every yeah. little bit adds up. So you've got that uh, incorporation. You've got two because uh, that's quite big. Yeah, because now it's really biting people, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's into the fourth year. Uh, so you, if, if you have a partnership or an LLP, go into a limited company. Yeah, if you don't, then the, the hybrid structure I'm talking about, you can do that immediately. Can so yeah have a partnership on yeah. LLP yeah. straight away. Have a limited company yeah. uh, as a corporate partner. That, yeah. That's a good opportunity, which most accountants we, and advisors aren't talking no, about. No, they're not. They about There's it. only you talking about this at the moment, and I, I really want to do this, and I'm going to be. Uh, yeah, maybe what I need to do is just instruct you to do um, some advice for us. We'll have a look that's at that. That's what we'll, yeah, I think yeah. that's what we'll have to, because I, I, this is a, this is my big quandary at the moment. I want to keep buying buildings into LLPs, claiming the capital allowances, but I've got this issue of section 24, so I want to be able to offset the mortgage interest against the rent. And of course, I'm a, I'm in this sort of limbo at the moment as to we've been buying into limited companies but of course the capital allowances we can only not offset them at the same level you know yeah, it's become yeah, a real yeah. it's it's really changed things you know it has it has yeah, yeah. so you've got that <clears throat> and there's also there's loads of different kind of hybrid structures people can use 
yeah. uh, which they don't think about. That <clears> there's so many different types of small reliefs, like use of homeless office, for example. Uh, with yes, Christmas coming up, the Christmas party, <clears> for example, trivial yeah. benefits. Yeah. So, uh, so you, you use of home office, what you you take all the bedrooms and the living areas, and you you can use maybe one. Is your home office and well, it depends it. how much space you need. Yeah. So yeah. if let's say you've got an Amazon business yeah. and you've got stock there, yeah. and two of your rooms are using use uh, as stock rooms, yeah. and you use the third one for your office, yeah. your use of home office as office is going to be much bigger than somebody who just has one room where they've got a desk mm. and a few filing cabinets. Yeah. And then you divide up the use of those rooms uh, what, into the overall house and you, a, a, a portion mortgage interest, side. utilities. The whole thing. So you've you got two yeah. options. The fixed costs yeah. per HMRC's website. Yeah. That's based on how many hours you work and how much oh, space you that. use. Yeah. Uh, that's really low. Really, really low. Oh, you don't I do think that, I think that, it starts then. at £2 a week or £4 oh, pounds a week. Yeah. Really low. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sounds like 40 PMR that didn't change for dec- two decades yeah, or whatever. Yeah. 45 pence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. whoopee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not too bad, though. That's yeah. not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been 15 pence. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, And then the other method, which is the actual costs, which is what you're talking about, yeah. where, you, where you claim all your fixed costs, yeah. plus your variable yeah. costs, gas, electric, yeah, yeah. all that type of stuff. Uh, and it uh, amounts to a good number. Mm. It's a really good number. Yeah. You just got to be careful on, on, on how you do that so you mm. don't end, end up losing your principal residence relief on your property yeah. for business purposes. And you might have to pay business rates, yeah. but you can get around that in, in, if you can demonstrate strongly demonstrate that uh, the room is not used exclusively just for that for yes for purposes i think that's what we do uh, yeah so yeah, yeah. Th- that's not just on paper you have to actually obviously make sure you use it personally when you have got family friends yeah. coming around maybe a tv gym there, equipment maybe kids playing there all, all mm. that type of stuff so yeah so it's not exclusive use uh which uh would then make sure you can claim all your principal residence yeah. relief and not pay any capital gains tax on yeah your, so that's a, that's a good one isn't it yeah just to mm. be aware of that yeah uh Mobile phones, people sometimes forget to claim those. Need to put them through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you have employees, claim your three thousand pound employment allowance a year. Yeah. So there's lots of small little allowances. They add up, mark. don't they? I'm telling you, they add up. Yeah, yeah. I noticed uh, not that long ago. Um, I I always do my full ISA allowance every year, but I noticed the lifetime ISA. I'd always just assume, oh, it's for first time buyers, not for me. Um, but if you invest in a if you're under 40 and you invest in one of those, and I managed to just get in because I'm 39, um, you, you you invest in and you get, I think it's four grand, and the government then give you 25% yeah, back. Right. Uh, and yes, you use it as a deposit on a home. But if you get to 60 and you've not used it, you can then draw it out and mm. do whatever you want with it. So, and, and you can keep investing in it till you're 50. Now, of course, it's not loads of money, but it's like, I don't know, a grand a year. Um, which you get extra given to you by the government and you can do that for 10 years and it all gets invested. And and if you have to draw it out, you just have to pay the 25% yeah, back. So why see, wouldn't you do it? Exactly. Yeah. You know, the the savings, there's no one kind of big hit usually for, yeah. for most people. Yeah. It's a small little marginal gains here, there, wherever, yeah. which all kind of Chip compound away. and add up, yeah. don't they? That's they do. Yeah. They do. Add up big time, by the way. They do. And you've got to do it every year because when you don't do your ISA or your LISA, or maybe you don't put money in your pension, you end up losing it. Uh, yeah, with pensions, you can go back three years, but you've got to do it every year. Yeah. It's good discipline. I mean, I'm talking like the marriage allowance. So if you have a spouse who, yeah, uh, and if you're a basic rate taxpayer yeah. and your spouse isn't using up their personal allowance, uh, you, you can use up 
10% of, of their personal allowance. Yes. That gets you about £250. Yeah. Go back four years. Yeah. A grand thousand quid, and, and, and move forward numbers. twenty years. Yeah. All of a sudden, you got another five grand, and then you invest it. Turns into ten grand. Turns into ten grand easy. Pennies, yeah. mate, pounds. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So Ooh, there's plenty of those savings that people either aren't aware of, <laughs> or they don't pick up on. Uh, is there somewhere where all this stuff is collated, where you can just read it all and? I never, I've never found anywhere like that. I always just have to hear about it. You, gotta, you, you can read the people. tax sta- statutes and oh, God. legislation. Oh, if you understand it. Best part of 20,000 pages, no, by the way. She has, no. Uh, so you've got that. <clears throat> and then obviously you can go online. But uh, in about six to eight weeks time, I've got a tax book for property investors. Yeah. Especially for, for coming pro- out. property investors coming yeah. out. What's it called? Uh, Decided yet? Uh, in two minds, I've got two different names. Yeah, so can you give us some? The first one is Property Investor's Tax Guide. Yeah, and the other one is Property Tax Made Simple. Yeah, which one do you like, Mark? Uh, or which one do you prefer? Well, the second one, just because it sounds easier, and 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 just yeah. sounds like a a sort of easier routine. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's and this I is think you've got to test it. I think you've got to put it in our Facebook group, which I'm, property I'm community, about to do, yeah. and then get them all to vote. See, I, you know what, that is, a, I've learned, that's a better way of doing it because what they think is more important. Of course it is, yeah. Than, it's than, for them anyhow. Yeah. But this is interesting. It started mm. off as a 20,000 word book. Yeah. Ended up 110,000 words. Did it? Yeah, because every time I'd think about what else can I add in? Oh, I've got yeah. this, I've got this, yeah. I've got that, I've got that. So I've ended up pretty much making it, I think it's going to be at 380 odd pages depending on, on the size of the book. Yeah. Uh, which is big and chunky, yeah. but, but uh, hopefully, to some extent, it's going to be a guide for property investors yeah. where it kind of covers most of the different tax reliefs and allowances. Shaz's third factor. Yeah, so yeah. bang, he yeah, yeah. read that. Hey, well, mate, it gives you a lot of credibility bringing something well, like that out. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I get asked so many times from different uh, people uh, who miss out on certain things mm. in terms of why. Did my accountant not share that with me? Or, they don't know it. Right? So I thought, you know what? Yeah. Put in everything you know into yeah. one book, make it easier for people. Yeah, I'm sure there's things I haven't got in there just yeah. because you've got to stop somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've tried to cover the you know, most, if not all of the things most property investors need to be aware of. That will be a labour of love because tax is one of those things that by its nature changes constantly. So you'll be able to do... By the time you're in, you know, in in that sort of old people's uh, unit over in Hampton, you'll you'll be on your twentieth edition. Shaz. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And still, yeah, smoking a cigar and just smoking writing the next cigar. tax relief. Yeah. Here you go. You yeah. won't be. You'll be in the Caribbean, <laughs> sunning it on the beach. No, looking yeah. for my next deal. And Mark, have you how yeah. many deals have you done this year, yeah, Mark? Yeah. Oh, I'm just doing one with GDV of. 300 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Shaz? I'm looking for the next deal as well. Yeah. Uh, you you could have a lot of iterations of that, definitely. Because uh, out of everything, if we put tax in a book, you just know it's changing. Yeah. 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 And man, people need to know this stuff, don't they? <laughs> it's where all the money goes. If you don't, I mean, you've got to, you know, just use the reliefs so that, that are there. Because uh, uh, most accountants and most people don't. Yeah, and it's about being able to see how a particular relief can apply to a particular scenario. Yeah. People miss out on Maybe that. even Big building time. some. I know you shouldn't let the tax wag, dag, wag, sorry, tax tail wag the, the economic dog. Yeah. But I do sometimes buy buildings or do 
certain developments a certain way because I think there's a good sort of relief or something that helps me in terms of the tax position. You know, and it, interesting, you should think interesting about all that. You, know? you say that in the New England club, mm-hmm. we're going to benefit from about, I think, £138,000 worth of tax savings with, incorpora- oh, yeah. with incorporating and land remediation yeah, yeah. And, a, and a few of the bits. They've all capped allowance. They've all yeah. added up to £138,000 of additional mm-hmm. money in our pocket. It's a lot of money, though. Yeah. Nothing racy, pacey, got a tax no, body. You know I'm not that kind of stuff. No, you know, neither I'm, am I. Yeah. So I just think do, do, do smart yeah. stuff. Uh, an extra £138,000. Why wouldn't you? Well, you would. And the other thing about the 138000 is if you make 138000 extra in your business profit, you might end up with 50% of that in your pocket. But if you save 138 grand's worth of tax, you yeah. get 138 grand in yeah, your pocket. Exactly. So it's like it's double bubble. It's, double, it's worth yeah, exactly. like yeah. that's worth but like twice. 250, 275 extra profit. And no extra work, no employees, no, no. staff, no overhead, no headache. Just using your noddle, it's just, just using, using your, brain. your brain and thinking, you know, mm. how can I use make use of all the allowances? allowances. And reading, reading loads on, on I'll, I'll go on Google, look at loads and loads of different articles and then just work out how you can do all the reliefs properly. Yeah. So, yeah. And I've, I've got a, a live case right now, uh, a lady buying some land uh, and her solicitor thinks she's got to pay residential rates. Oh, yeah, that she's, old chestnut. Yeah. I figured out a way where she doesn't, no. where she doesn't, okay. Does it make uh, shoes uh, or it land? Land with a... With a building, yeah, but there's agricultural. The, there's an option agreement. Or there's a there's an option agreement, Commercial. but the person in the middle is knocking it down ah, before right. they complete. So therefore, it's not habitable. But their solicitor, yeah, but, isn't having it. No, because and they, they don't know the rules. An extra fifty thousand pounds because they don't know the stamp duty rules. So I said to her, "Well, I will do it for you." And yeah. she said, really, so I said, "Yeah," because we've done this many times before yeah. in different guises for mm. people, and mm. where we've given them advice. Uh, so and her, and then guess what happened? This, what? Is, this is really good. She went to her solicitor and told her that, and it's a, this is a big firm, by the way, <laughs> based in London, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. Came back and said, "We think we're conflicted here, uh, therefore we cannot act for you, uh, and we suggest you find a new conveyancer, and your tax advisor can give you advice on the SDLT." Because they don't want to admit they're wrong, and they don't want to admit they're wrong. Well, advice. they can see a professional indemnity claim, claim here, can't mm. they? Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Okay, so we're not acting anymore. Mm. I thought that I thought that was a bit nasty. Bloody really. cop that out. Was nasty, I mean, really. a lot of solicitors, you know, they'll put the dick pack in the pants and sort of go, "Do you know what? We're not stamp duty specialists. If we've got an accountant and they are, then fine. We'll carry on acting and we'll we'll use their advice. That's that what they the should time. do." Well, yeah. if you uh, if you read their terms and conditions, most of them yeah. say we don't offer. I think pretty, no, pretty stamp much, duty advice. We don't offer yeah. any tax advice. No, of any. No, well, they're sort. not specialists and, in that. Even and though they're some, right, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. They they, really they're able to file the, the SDLT yeah. return. Which yeah. they do, by the way, uh, and we always write to them uh, and say this is what the SDLT is, and never ever have I had it before where a solicitor said I'm not filing that. They said fine, you're taking the the, the indemnity. Were they in Mayfair? Uh, no, they weren't. No. no, I mean some of them there can be just outright. I mean I've had one this afternoon. I mean you're not they're not doing anything wrong. They're acting for a bank, but um, my solicitor just come along and it's to put a, you know to start a big loan uh, for a development. And um, they've gone, we need to give them an undertaking. Their fee's 15 grand. And I just looked and they're in the middle of Mayfair and I just thought, yeah, I know what this is going to be. And of course, yeah. I've got to go along with it because the bank want it. But 
they probably don't know any more than a bloody regional firm, but they just charge three times as much and they have a load of airs and graces. It's called place strategy. Yeah. So if you go into Knightsbridge and you see this little store called Harrods, yeah. as you walk in there, yeah. you're going to pay more for the same items you can buy somewhere else in Peterborough. You're absolutely you right. Know, because you're in a certain place. Mm-hmm. And it's that's just like uh, buying buildings. You want to buy buildings off the worst marketeers where... You know, the worst agents, the grubbiest, the ones that can't market properly, that don't advertise it and it's not on the right websites. And then you sell through the Harrods style agents. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And you'll get different prices. You'll pay different prices. Of course, because it's partly in the the marketing and partly in the presentation, isn't it? A lot of it is. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I was better at some of that. (laughs) That's what I've got Rob for. (laughs) You're lucky. I'm still learning. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I I still can't do it. (laughs) That's why I don't sell a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Shaz, it has been very interesting having you back. Uh, we love chewing the fat. Thank you we, for having me. I think we've done a lot this afternoon. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think everybody can be sure that you'll be back on again, hopefully. I look forward to it. Yeah. When we talk about the the hybrid structure. Yeah, I want I want to know more about that. We'll so, yeah, we should, once you've sort of bottomed it out a bit more. Um, so, yeah, how can people find you? They Well, the best way really is if they're property investors. I've got a fantastic course through... Yeah. Progressive, yeah. Uh, Half day tax discovery. If they just call the office here, yeah. uh, and the, the, the boys and girls will give them information. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I've got two different websites. One yeah. is AA Accountants Limited. Yes. AA Accountants yeah. Limited. Uh, uh, sorry, AA AA Dash Accountants dot co dot UK. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I've got a website, especially for property investors. Yeah. EntrustPropertyTax.co.uk. Cool. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, all thanks to Rob Moore. Uh, So you can find me in all those different places now. (laughs) Shaz Nawaz, it's been emotional. Thank you very much for coming on Mark My Words. Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. That has been Mark Homer for Mark My Words. 